Hey everyone, welcome back to the Gary V audio experience. Today's episode is a special Tea with Gary V moment with Impractical Joker star Joe Gatto. Joe and Gary talk about a multitude of things, but most importantly, how failing is crucial for long-term success. We hope you enjoy. This is the Gary V audio experience. Gary, how are you, buddy? Welcome back to the world. <laughs> thank you, man. It's good to be back. What's I hope your there? vacation was good. I hope that you yes. got to relax. That's I nice. did. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate you. Great to see you. Yeah. Good to What's see you. I do, I do appreciate the hair. I love it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just why not, right? I was like, I'm not going to overthink it. What's been going on? Uh, you know, uh, getting back to work, which is good. You know, been, uh, a couple of the shows have gone back into production, you know, in this new crazy COVID world, but we're doing good. You know, getting back to work is nice. Uh, are are, are things going, are live action? Like are people starting to film again? Yeah. Yeah. We're able to, uh, we're able to do some, uh, we're in pre-production now and with, you know, just being careful when we're out there in the public, we'll, we'll have to be okay. And then we're doing a show from home called dinner party where we just basically have dinner over, uh, with each other remotely from our homes, which has been kind of fun to do. Yep. So uh, that's been great. And we're doing that again now. And uh, I, I had my, co- my COVID projects are going good. I have my, uh, my books coming out. I did a book while I was locked up called The Dog Father about my, about my dogs. I love that. <laughs> All my rescues. Yeah, it was really fun. I actually, I did, so, like, I've always been a self-starter, like, you know, so I've always, like, I taught myself the program. I self-published it. I took all the photos in my house. It was, it was a really fun project, and I'm proud of it. So, Joe, tell, yeah. you know, based on your career, just because I push it so much, tell everybody how overnight success you were. Like, please, <laughs> thank you. Please, please paint a picture for people on how powerful. First, tell everybody who you are because there's probably a segment that doesn't know, but the majority do based on the comments. Um, you know, where you are in your career, but truly, truly teaching patience a little bit. There's so many people in here that are destined to win and achieve what they want, yeah. but they're really, the real one variable that I think will stop them from getting there is lack of patience, not enjoying the process of eating. Yeah, Just would love to get your perspective on it, just knowing enough about your career to know that, you, I you mean, know, I don't, I, I, I'd like to even hear it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, we formed a comedy troupe. Uh, I, I'm Joe Gatto from Impractical Jokers. Uh, I'm a member of the Tenderloins comedy troupe. Uh, me and my four best friends uh, are on the show. Uh, we met freshman year of high school, so I know them over 30 years at this point. Um, and we basically started an improv comedy troupe and tried and failed for about 16 years of trying to come up with different ways to, quote unquote, make it uh, either in TV or movie or whatever. And uh, we had a couple TV shows that didn't make it. They just made pilot and never went to series. And we finally stumbled upon our version of Impractical Impractical Jokers, which is our version of a, I guess, a hidden camera comedy show where we make each other the butt of the joke. And we're in our ninth season now. Uh, so we've been doing over 200 episodes. And I'm unfortunate enough to just- The 16 years of failure yeah. with such a big group, you know, it's not just one person. Yeah. You know, and I don't know this, so you're going to answer for me. Did some guys quit and take real jobs? Like, like what happened? Like, when was the close? If I asked you what was the single closest moment to this actually not happening, what what was it? What year was it? What was the circumstance? It was it was about one week before we came up with the uh, idea for Impractical yeah. Jokers. I swear to God, it was Are our you- last idea. Yeah, it was our it was our at the buzzer three point shot. Like it really was. We were uh, and it was me. I had, uh, we had gone, the, the stuff we were doing, we'd gone down the path of like acting where we're doing sketch comedy and I'm not 
I'm funniest when I just do this. This is my type of humor. This is how I made my friends laugh. It's just me being me, and I'm not necessarily an actor. I always wanted to be behind the camera, direct, produce like that. So I was like not really comfortable with the way it was going. I was like, guys, this isn't. I I, I love you, you know, but this is not for me. And it was always a side hustle. <clears throat> we had four. We had four. Well, four of us all had separate jobs during, the, even during filming. We would. Sal was a bartender, so he would go, leave, go bartend at night, then come back and come to set and film all day. Q was a fireman, New York City fireman. He would work his twenty-four, then come and film all day. I was a baby store salesman. I was a. Uh, I worked at uh, this high-end baby store called Giggle, where I would uh, sell high-end. Giggle was huge. I probably, I probably bought a stroller from you. I would on the upper east side. Yeah, yeah, man. No. Yeah, I opened that store. Yeah. On, yeah. on, on what? Lexan seventy four, something like something like right yeah, now. Yeah. That's right there. Yeah, yeah. My girl Barb was the uh, was the manager. Yeah, yeah. She it. was. Yeah, so I, I did that, and then uh, you know, so we were all doing that, and for for two years. But I had to. They let me take a hiatus from Giggle when I shot the pilot, and then they picked up the first season. I needed six months off, and I was like, "Hey, I need six months off. I'll be back." And the the CEO was like, "No, it's all right. <laughs> You're quitting. You're, You're not." <laughs> so I was like, "Okay." So I I was the first one to jump out. I was like, "This thing's got to work, guys," because I, I've given it up. I I'm, I put all my eggs in this basket. So uh, and since then, you know, I've just been working hard and hustling. But I think for sure, I think for sure what you're saying is like definitely the failure molds you into the success you're going to be. Because if you don't have that failure, you're going to be a guy who doesn't know how to handle and appreciate success. And I think that's a big part of why to some me, of these people fade to, out. Or To me, it's kind of like the sports card thing right now that I'm completely up. Like, Joe, I'm, I'm not joking. There is now a 30% chance that I'm going to quit everything I do and become a full-time sports card trader. That's and, fantastic. And it is fantastic. And it's weird because 30% is a big number. And, and <laughs> well, you, do a, you do a thousand percent of stuff. So right, <laughs> that's right. But 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 I'm telling you, like literally, like it's it's because because what I recognize in it is when you love your process, you're in your best spot. And you know, being honest to myself, listen, I'm so in love with tea with Gary V, Gary V content being this business, you know, the CEO of my big companies and all this, I really love it. But man, doing research to two o'clock in the morning on eBay right. and Google to like see if I can find an angle in sports cards that like some weird, like there's a sugar daddy. Remember sugar daddies? <laughs> you might, you better define that, Gary, get yourself in trouble. Right, thank you, sorry. You're, <laughs> Sugar daddy the candy, not sugar yes, daddy you. like yes. you know, some of the guys that are watching right now are living. <laughs> you know, they had a sports card that went was very weird because the candy was weird, you know, like a very weird shape. Um, nonetheless, like it literally, literally is this set that's kind of worthless. And I'm like, actually, I don't think it should be, or maybe it's not going to be because it's more rare than the regular cards from these athletes. So like, like going through that intellectual process of trying to find things that people don't see, which I do with social media and marketing and what I'm known for, in the form of trading cards with the psychology of art in that kind of like, I've always, it's why I love garage sailing, this notion of I'm gonna buy this for $38 on <laughs> eBay, but I really think I'm gonna sell it for $9,000 in 12 years when the world decides, wait a minute, this Hank Aaron's card from 1954 made by a cookie company is so much more rare than Topps. Right. Maybe it's actually worth much more than Topps instead of much less. Like, 
that. Yeah. I love yeah. my process. The same way that I'm sure you guys did gigs, bombed. Got Terrible. Like, especially because you guys are East Coast guys. So like, we're Terrible. not in Minnesota, you know, we're not in Milwaukee where people will be a little more cordial. This is like literally <laughs> like guys yelling at you and saying like, get the yeah. Punching you. <laughs> you, not even boo. Like, you know, um, but then you, yeah. I, I picture you guys having a beer afterwards and kind of going into that sucked and was the best. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we put for everybody who's watching right now. So many people want to win, get followers, make money. If you can get into the world of that sucked and was the best. Yeah. Is that true? Would you agree? Hundred percent. Yeah, you got to you got to enjoy what you do. Like you, you know, fun in the failure. That's basically the, the mantra you have to have. You got to have fun while you're failing because that's that fire you're talking about. Like anything, anything you think about when you can't get something off your mind. I mean, that's the thing you need to chase. That's the way you got to go after it. You know, either if it's whatever you want to do, if that thing that keeps whispering in the back of your head, that's you got to listen to the whisper. Sometimes I think. I think that's right. You have any yeah. questions before we get out of here? I would love. Just I would love one. Yeah. Everybody, first of all, I, I just want to tell you fanboy a little bit i love you i love what you do i love i love your messaging you're fantastic i think it's very important especially for the kids today to have people to look up to and i have two kids and i'm thankful for people like you out there Thank so you. i will say that i've also been called the gary v of comedy i don't even know what that means but <laughs> handsome and smart that must be it uh, but uh you i am very much like you i come from you know like a, a place where what other people think um, but there's also a line there and I, and I talk about that and I teach about this line too, but what you always say, you don't give a what other people think, but what are your thoughts on not caring what other people think versus listening to constructive criticism that's coming your way that you don't want to hear? I only believe in the audience. It's almost yeah. like, oh, Joe, you, I don't love, I'm not in love with constructive criticism from somebody that's in between me and the audience. I'd right. rather go to the audience, let them on me. I love that. They're only yeah. right. The, the world is only, I sit here with this weird thesis of sugar daddy cards, but if they fail, <laughs> the audience was right. I wasn't. Somebody who's been in the sports card business for 20 years saying to me, hey, I've been around the block, kid. These won't be anything. I don't believe it. It's actually, ironically, what's happening in sports cards. It's what happened in the wine business. It's what's happening with VaynerMedia. So you grew up in a world where somebody had to say yes for you to get to the audience. Yeah. So you had to very much have a different relationship with another human being's constructive criticism, AKA their opinion. Yeah. I got really addicted to the internet and still am. You know, everyone's very mad at it and it's bad and the Russians and I get it, but it is still the platform that does not have a gatekeeper that lets me be me. No, this show, like I'm brushing my teeth six yeah. minutes before, I'm, you know, calling Wine Library to get there. Like, and I'm like, boom, I'm here, we're here. And nobody's in our ears right now saying like, no, less of that or don't say again, Gary. Or like, yeah. <laughs> like so I, I'm a very big fan of not letting somebody else's opinion dictate your happiness because it's actually doesn't come from like an East Coast, you know, rugged everybody. It actually comes from empathy. I know that nobody knows me. Right. Right. Right, Joe, like like they're making a hot take on a moment in time. 
Yeah. I think you need to like cheer people too. What I do too is like, I have tears of friendship and we joke about that, but if somebody gets in your life in a way, and when they say something, it sounds different than somebody else. Well, it's, it, you it's, know funny, I mean? it's funny you say this, you know, I say this to a lot of entrepreneurs that have had some level of success who are really struggling. Like, this is where comedians have an incredible advantage in the new world. Most people have thin skin and can't put out content because they're so sad when people leave negative comments. Right? right? That's why stand-up is so hard. In yeah. some way, Joe, I think almost everyone's doing some version of stand-up. Not as hard, but like they're putting themselves out there and, 100%. right? Getting judged. Yeah, getting, getting judged. judged. And, yeah. and, I've been thinking a lot about this. I struggle with people judging me in the comments around business because I've accomplished things and I would need to know what they've accomplished to allow it to carry weight. It's kind of like athletes. Like I laugh when me and my buddies sit around and critique Paul George. He's <laughs> one of the 50 best players in the world. None of my friends on this 30-person thread the other day that are taking a complete on Paul George. Not him. And I'm saying to myself, this guy's one of the 50 best players in the world right now, for sure. And none of the people on this thread can make three consistent jump shots wide open. <laughs> they called him a piece of shit. Like, oh, oh, come on, man. And, and so for me, when somebody's like, Gary Vee, you don't know what you're talking about, and then I go to their account that I spend 10 seconds on, I'm like, I have my 23 years of work and success, you know, you have a fake Gucci watch to try to make yourself feel better, I'm gonna be okay. So to your point, you've gotta, quant you've gotta judge the judger. I respect criticism, but uh, um, I, I respect people's opinions. I, I, I like hearing it, but I only believe in the audiences, the end consumer. As we end today's podcast, I want to give a huge shout out to the people, you know, it's so funny, people that leave reviews and written reviews of this podcast on Apple, Spotify, and all the other platforms just mean the world to me. You've taken an extra 13 to 95 seconds to show love and also give context to people of why this is a worthwhile podcast. So I appreciate that so much. And even more fun, because uh, I think we all love a little cosign or a shout out or a little awareness, uh, I'm going to have the team give a couple of shout outs uh, daily on uh, our favorite reviews. So take it away, which were our favorites this week. Thank you so much, Gary. Today's amazing five-star review reads, the one thing you can bank on with every podcast release, actionable knowledge and ultimate motivation. And even better, it comes from his transparency and authenticity. Gary Vee is above all other leaders in this space because he isn't sugarcoated and isn't necessarily for us. It's his motivation, his drive, his knowledge, and passion vocalized out loud and captured for us to learn from. Keep it coming. Thank you so much for that amazing review. And to anybody else listening out there, if you leave us a review, you might just get shouted out in the next episode.